Likuti Sichas, Chelech of Gimel, volume 23, the first Sicha for Parsha Shlach. This is a rather short Sicha, has only five chapters, but it's a very fundamental one with an amazing uh, lesson that could be learned from this. Um, just uh, certainly to better appreciate the Sicha, it would be advisable to just familiarize oneself with the general uh, storyline of what happened with the Miraglim, with the spies. Uh, basically to go through the narrative just to have an appreciation of it. So on the Pasuk, on the verse, Shlach Lecho Anoshim, Hashem says to Moshe, send, literally translated to you, or for you, send men to go scout the land. So Rashi brings from the Gemara that it says, why does it say Lecho to you? Should have just said, send people, send men to scout. So Rashi says, What does lecha mean? Meaning, according to your own judgment. Meaning, in other words, that the sending of the Miraglim, dispatching them, was in accordance with Moshe's decision. In other words, Moshe made the decision. And as it says, quote, Rashi says, I am not really commanding you. I'm not telling you you have to do it. You make the decision to do it. So the question is, we know that Moshe was a faithful servant of Hashem. And it's therefore understood that everything that Moshe did is, is and was always absolutely consistent with Hashem's will. Moreover, if you look in Pasuk Gimel, it says that indeed Moshe sent the people, and it says explicitly, and it finishes off, Alpi Hashem, in accordance with the command of Hashem. So in other words, that Hashem did want it. He didn't go against Hashem's will. This is what Hashem wanted him to do. So the question is, why is it that over here, in the very first words of the Parsha, it gives the impression, which actually is true, that this whole thing was contingent on Moshe's decision, um, on Moshe's um, will to do it or not. Also, we need to understand, if you think about the Miraglim in general, we know as Rashi tells us, that that in that moment, in that time when they were dispatched, when they were sent by Moshe, they were actually very good. They were tzaddikim. They were fit for the job. They were actually pious. And this also makes sense logically. Moshe sent them. Moshe sent them. That means that he would pick the best people that are the most suitable for this task. So the question is, what happened to them? How did they turn like this to the opposite extreme? That they became the worst for this particular matter, matter and they caused so many problems as a result. What happened here exactly? So the Rebbe says in order to understand it, we'll first take a preface by taking a look in general. What was the purpose? What were the objectives of this mission? What did Moshe send them on? So there were two major objectives, two main objectives, I should say. Number one, they were supposed to find out the details pertaining to the conquest of the land. As Moshe says to them, if you look in verse 18 and 19, it says you shall see the land. Is it a strong one? Is it, uh, are, there, are, there, are there small armies? Are there big armies? Uh, do they live in open cities, in um, secure cities, you know, in walled cities? In other words, to strategize better, to be able to conquer the land. That was one objective. Another objective was as spelled out more in detail, I think in chapter, in verse 19 and 20, 
more. It says, you know, that Moshe said to them, you know, see the land. Is it a good land? Is it a fatty land? Is it really? Is it a good, you know, uh, saturated land that can produce good fruits and so on? And to the extent that Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, I need you to bring back samples. And this was so important to, to, to know if the land is good or not, which is, this is the second objective, that Moshe Rabbeinu really is, is instructing them to even put themselves in danger in order to do it. Because it's understood that collecting the fruits of the land now expose them more, more so than, than just if they would have just came around and just scouted around and looked around and looked like tourists, now would expose them to the suspicion of being spies, thus putting their life in danger. So it seems now, the question is, we know there's a rule that In other words, you cannot compare hearing to seeing, meaning when, you know, as we say, seeing is believing. When you see something, it leaves the greatest impression. So it's understood that when the when the Bnei Yisrael will see the fruits, then they're going to be even more happy, even more excited, and 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 and, and eager to go in to Eretz Yisrael. Obvious, yes. However, is this so imperative? Is this so important that for this they have to endanger themselves? In other words, what really is was the purpose? So one of the explanations is that although that the Foundation, meaning the bottom line, the reason why we keep Torah and mitzvahs, the why we observe Torah and mitzvahs is because, as we said, Nasa Venishma. But really, the Nasa is not sufficient. Nasa means we will do, we will listen to everything Hashem says to us to do. But really, that's not sufficient. Rather, you need to have both. Or perhaps even more, you need to have the Nishma. Nishma means the understanding. We will listen means we will understand. We'll make the effort to dwell into it, to appreciate it, to really make sense of it. That the person will do everything possible to try to get to the depth of the understanding. This is really the ultimate in our observance in Torah and Mitzvahs. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu sent him to bring the fruits. Because it's true that Hashem promised that the place is going to be a fantastic land that flows with all goods and everything. However, Moshe Rabbeinu wanted that it shouldn't just come about. In other words, their desire to go into Eretz Yisrael shouldn't be merely that they agree with what Hashem said to them or just buy into it and believe it, but rather it should come from them that they should see through their seichel, through their own intellect and reach their own conclusion that, wow, this is a great place. This is a place that is so fantastic to be in and therefore they will have and eagerness to want to go there. And the same applies to the first objective. It's true that Hashem promised them that they're going to easily conquer the land. But Moshe Rabbeinu wanted that it should come from their seichel, it should come from them. Meaning that they should understand that it's very easy to conquer it. They should be convinced, not just believe with faith, with blind faith, but that they should be convinced that this is all, that this is possible and therefore, he sent the spies to, to scout the land for these two objectives. That he wanted it, that it should come from the Yidin. And this is the uh, reason, this is the explanation for why Hashem said, Lecha, to you, meaning, Ledaitcha, you make the decision. I want it to come from you. 
since the whole purpose, the whole objective of sending the Miraglim was in order to affect, quote, the Nishma, the understanding, the appreciation on the part of the people. So in other words, don't do it just because I said so, like what would be the case of Nisa, but rather do it because you appreciate it, you have an excitement with it because you took the time to understand it, to get to the bottom of it. Which is the nature of the human being. When you understand something, when you know something, you appreciate it more. You're ex- more excited about it. And with this also help understand how the Miraglim, who, although at the time they were sent, were, quote, they were perfect. They were, they were just so great in that time that they were sent out. But yet they reached a point of that they proclaimed and they said, no, we cannot do this. This is not doable. This is not attainable. Because since their shlichus, their whole mission was hinged on what? On the nishma, on the understanding through human intellect, through human rationale. Therefore, it was possible for them, since they were using their own seichel, to reach a point of toes of mistake. Because since they're using logic and rationale, from this, they were able to reach these wrong conclusions. Because think about it. Everything the Miraglim said was true. Everything they said was true. And rationally speaking, if you take emuna, if you take faith, if you take, so to speak, Hashem out of the picture, whatever they said made sense. These were giants. These were ridiculously strong people. And therefore, we can't do it. So in other words, because they used their seichel, and this is what they were charged with, to use their seichel, to try to understand it from human perspective, they therefore came to this, to this conclusion. And therefore, as far as the Miraglim were concerned, they indeed did fulfill their mission. They indeed carried out their mission according to the way they saw it, because they used their seichel, they observed, they made the rational conclusions, and rationally, this is the conclusion they reached. So therefore, the question is, so what was their mistake? In other words, if they did their mission, or at least in in their assumption they did their mission, and this is what they were sent to do, as we explained, so why do we have any problem with them? In other words, what was really wrong with them? The answer is, their mistake was, that they added, and they drew a conclusion. They added to what Moshe Rabbeinu told them to, to, to scout and to see. Moshe Rabbeinu did not ask them if it's possible. He just told them to go see how it's easier to conquer the land. Not if we can conquer the land, but in what manner do you think we can conquer the land after you observe the situation on the ground. Moreover, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu sent them to find out how not if, but how, is in itself a proof that certainly we can do it. It's just that we want to try to do it in a natural manner, and therefore we're sending you to find out in, 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 a, in a practical manner, so to speak, down-to-earth manner, how we can do it. So it comes out that when they said the words, that when they said, no, we cannot go up there, we cannot do this, we won't be able to conquer it, not only... Did they add to the shlichus, but they actually did exact opposite. They compromised their shlichus. This was the exact opposite of what their mission was. It says the Rebbe, Torah We know the Torah is not a storybook. The Torah is here to teach us 
directives, instruction how to live our lives day to day. So from this we can understand that obviously the Torah gives us the means, the measures, how to be able to overcome this problem of the miragul. Because remember, we have to operate with nishma, right? We said in the beginning of the sikha, nasa v'nishma. And nishma is actually more important than the nasa itself. So the Rebbe says, where do we see a directive? Where do we see instruction in the Torah itself to help us, to, to, to arm us, so to speak, with the necessary resources to be able to overcome this problem? We see it in the name of the Parsha. The name of the Parsha is Shlach. Shlach means send, be a shliach. When a yid remembers that even while he is engaged in the quote nishma, even while he's engaged in using his own seichel, trying to understand things through his own intellect and rationale, but he understands that at the end of the day he's only acting on this, why? As a shliach of Moshe. Not that he wants to understand. In other words, it's not that I'm trying to understand and that's why I am pursuing the Nishma. But it's rather that Moshe Rabbeinu told us to do this. Moshe Rabbeinu from HaKadosh Baruch who charged us with this need of Nishma. So when I'm doing Nishma, it's not about me. It's about reaching the truth. It's about reaching the true objective, which is reaching the MS that's there because that's what Moshe Rabbeinu wants you to do it. And then you're assured that you're going to reach the true conclusions. You see, what is really the purpose of Seichel? The, the true purpose of Seichel, of intellect, is to reach the truth, the bottom of the muskal, of the objective, the thing that you're trying to understand. But this is only when you're acting objectivity, with objectivity. Meaning, you are objective that you want to reach the bottom of it, of that thing that you want to understand, that you're trying to understand. However, when somebody is approaching it with a subjectivity, meaning that you are doing it because of your interest, whatever that interest may be, then there's always the danger that you might reach the wrong conclusions. And the Rebbe equates this to shaykhat, to bribery. The Torah says, when the Torah um, tells us how severe and how terrible it is to take bribes, the Torah says that taking bribes could blind the eyes of the wise. In other words, the Torah is saying they are wise. They are genuinely able and, and, and interested in coming to the truth. However, once you have an element of shaykhat, of bribery, as we'll explain in a moment, then you have the danger of things becoming distorted, of things becoming blurred, of things not being clear. It clouds the truth. Now, bribery doesn't only mean money. Bribery can also mean that you have your own subjective interests, whatever they may be. In other words, the I begins to play a role in the matter and now acts as an agent that creates the bribery element, which creates the blurring effect. And in other words, because when you're thinking of the reality of the matter as it is versus the reality of the matter as I see it or as I find myself in it. The I already creates that distortion. And this is the reason why the Miraglim fell so low. Because they did not have the ultimate beetle to Moshe. In other words, they were the I, their own self-existence, so to speak, played a role in this. 
it was mixed into this and therefore distorted the truth. They were not perfectly connected. They were not seamlessly connected to Moshe. Well, Moshe is the epitome of truth. Moshe is truth. And since the shliach of a person is shluchai shaladam kimaisei, the shliach of a person is like the person himself. So therefore, this is a lesson for us. When we are connected to the truth with true objectivity, then even when we are engaged in the nishma aspect of things, we're trying to understand and we're using our own intellect and rationale to understand, but we're guaranteed that even then we'll make the true conclusions because we are connected to the truth. And by doing so, says the Rebbe, this brings us to the true conquest of the land, quote-unquote, up to the, and, and to the extent of it, which like Hashem promises, ki yarchiv Hashem is gebucha, that Hashem will broaden your boundaries, meaning He will broaden a full and absolute conquest of Eretz Yisrael, which is, which will come about with the coming of Mashiach.